Yo, what up, Street Talks, Eric Kim. All right, Turbo Thoughts. So, this one is about courage. So, what is courage? Courage comes from the heart. I mean, it's my personal belief that everything in life is all about courage. And even in ancient Greek times, one's virtuosity, you know, virtue, virtues, being a man, whatever, being a magnanimous human being, is all about courage. Um, courage to dictate one's inner thoughts at the risk of punishment, shame, etc. Um, courage to act or behave or live in a certain way. No shirt on. Um, having the courage to potentially be ridiculed. So even one of my favorite Kanye lines, right? It's like, with my ego, I could show up in a in speedo and look like a, as a, like a fucking hero, right? And so it's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. Like even basic thing, right? Abraham talking to I really think it's the most superior. Like, <laughs> sounds so silly, right? If you want to be more creative, buy an iPad Pro, iPad Pro. And get some Vibram Five Fingers, go topless and walk around the mountains. It's an Eric Kim simple creativity solution. And no stupid case, no stupid pencil. Pencil is just a glorified stylus, right? The Apple stylus. <laughs> um, and I like this idea of the rare for the rare. So, even uh this is also the nice thing too is like since i'm american korean american being here in seoul south korea slash hadong south korea i want to have the courage to act in certain ways where people look at me like i'm a barbarian or some sort of savage or foreigner and actually that's the funny upside is being a foreigner you know being of a different nation and being a different nation why is it that everyone's always trying to fit in? Shouldn't it be to maximally stick out? And this is where Koreans are so superficially contradictory is that like, oh, you don't want people to look at you weird or whatever, right? Or you want to be looked at, right? Yet all the Koreans want to get the Rolls Royce, the Lamborghini, etc. Yet, you know, in Seoul, South Korea, there's no law saying that you can't walk around with that t-shirt. But Koreans don't do that because, you know, A, most Koreans are fat, and B, um, they're afraid of being ridiculed. But it's hilarious because people's outer appearances, outer thoughts, and their inner thoughts are actually quite odds. Like I was in the subway in Seoul and I saw some youngish Korean dude watching like the super buff Seoul ass Korean doing heavy squats on YouTube and you know, topless. And so and Koreans also love Korean dramas and TV shows. So the Korean fantasy of acting a certain way is romanticized, yet in practicality, in practical reality, it is seen with like fear, disdain, or confusion. Um, and even one of the, so um, when I was born in the States, I actually studied Korean as a minor when I was at UCLA as an undergrad. Um, shout out to my sensei name Jane. 
he's the best. Um, and the hilarity is I really wanted to improve my Korean so much to prevent myself from being in shameful situations where I just don't understand other people. And actually even one of my, um, it wasn't my uh, blood harabaji, but like my wet uh, harabajis, my mom's dad's uh, foreign, ex uh, my non-paternal grandfather's, I think it was like one of his brothers or something like that. Um, or it might have been my, actually no, I think it was my uh, my Chin Harabaji's brother, so my dad's dad's brother who said to me, he's like, yeah, Sangjin, you're a Korean, which is like, Eric, if you're Korean, but you don't know how to speak Korean, you're not Korean, and it was so full of shame, and as a consequence, Told my mom, I was like, oh, ma, don't, don't feed me food unless you speak to me only in Korean. And then I respond only in Korean. This is actually the problem that a lot of um, Korean Americans, like my generation, born in 1988, is our parents immigrated to America for better life opportunities, right? However, they spoke to us only in uh, Korean, so we understand everything, but we also, you know, respond in English and it was kind of a mutually beneficial situation because like for example my mom right she you know when she was first in America um my mom's around like 68 now so my mom she was born in the 50s um 50s 60s yeah 55 I think um when she first went to America she was so afraid that Americans would judge her English as being poor and therefore she <laughs> used me and my sister as kind of like you know <laughs> practice her English and and so you know I would you know me and my sister would speak to each other in English speak to my mom in English but then my mom would speak to me us kind of in Konglish like a little bit of Korean a little bit of English but all things considered a lot of people's motivation for study languages and stuff I think the the sadness is it's more about shame allayment rather than maybe personal interest I suppose so actually one of the great things about learning Vietnamese is like learning my pigeon you know uber grab taxi Vietnamese right oh pro tip if you want to actually get better at a foreign language just ride solo in a foreign country with a taxi driver, Uber, whatever, and just try to learn the local language is like the best way to learn. But anyways, I have zero shame when speaking Vietnamese and I speak Vietnamese so confidently even though I totally mess up all the tones and the words and stuff like that. Why is that? Because I am not Vietnamese, you know, by blood. And therefore, I don't have any sort of shame notions attached to my identity, whereas you know, even now, truth be told, like, whenever I speak Korean, I'm always, like, self-conscious because certainly I'm going to pronounce things like an American because I was born in the States, right? And actually, she's nice. Like, a lot of Koreans, you know, here in the village are like, wow, you're born in America, but you speak Korean so well. And so I think also I need to consider that more where I should be proud of the fact that I speak or understand any Korean given the fact that I was born and raised in the States. Hi, Mungumungi. Okay. So, 
Oh, another pro tip is, if you want to make your videos more personal, touch the stuff. Yeah. Yep. Do, 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 do. I wish I could lift up this rock. Very big. Yeah. Got some random crap on my hand. Anyways. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's really important to unlearn shame, to de-shameify yourself and have the courage to speak confidently. No, like actually the funny thing was with quote quote fluency, um, you will actually appear as more fluent and comprehensive, comprehensible if actually you speak confidently with all your grammatical and pronunciation mistakes fluidly rather than always trying to think oh you know, am, I, am i gonna be doing the proper grammar so for example um the the problem a lot of koreans who want to learn english is that they're too nerdy about it they try to um be 100 percent perfect with the pronunciation vocabulary whatever but it's hilarious because it's like it doesn't really matter like what's the most important thing is to be able to communicate and be understood by the other party, whether you're UCA correctly or incorrectly. And even if you think about it, like at the upper echelons of American society or the UK or whatever scholarship, right? So many scholars and super academic intelligent people, everyone talks a little bit differently. Like there's even a lot of academics in the States, right? At big prestigious Ivy League schools. You know, they grew up in the South, right? So when they speak with like a, super southern accent or from texas or whatever right unfortunately the hidden bias is that they're seen as a little bit more backwards or unintelligent because they have an accent but then again also this kind of bias and this you know regionalism racism comes even in south korea so for example um you know i am korean american i was born in the states but my mom's actually from busan so we speak a special dialect called Gyeongsangdo Saturi. And so for example, um, uh, proper Seoul city Korean would be, oh, like what are you doing, right? But in Gyeongsangdo Busan Saturi, which all the gangsters talk in the gangster films, right? Um, is, shout out to my friend Josh, Josh White, is, yeah, so instead of saying, you say, and even I've actually realized this is a hilarity is that I'm actually really bad in Korean to pronounce the uh word, right? The the line vowel thing is because my family is actually from that that region. So um and then also the the intonation of like even my my Busan Sanchon who's hilarious, right? My Busan uncle is like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like this like twingy twingy up swings down swings whatever to me it's, it's much more fun and hilarious um and you know the bias is that if you speak with this Gyeongsando like kind of countryside accent people gonna look at you be like you're a little bit less intelligent than like proper city soul folks who speak the quote quote standardized Korean but also this is something to consider is even in Vietnam there's this bias too right like you know got northern Vietnam got southern Vietnam you got um you got the the middle Vietnam so uh technically the Hanoi northern Vietnamese accent is proper um so for example you're supposed to say supposed to say right like what is this thing right but then people in the south and Saigon 
Ho Chi Minh City will say De La Zi. They'll say Zi instead of Yi. Technically, Yi is proper. Zi is kind of more of like the New York City slang, whatever. And then there's people from Hue, who is like the, the center of the country, who <laughs> is by either Northerners or Southerners seen as totally unintelligible. It's like, imagine if you're, you know, from California, Hollywood, perfect English, and then you go to like, I don't know, like, you know, the UK, you go to you know, you go, let's say you go to Ireland, you go to Dublin, you go to, you know, Manchester, like somewhere where they speak English a little bit cool, cool differently, you will probably find them quite unintelligible. Or like, you know, you go to like super deep, deep Brooklyn, right? It's like the way people talk is like, or like even being on the East Coast in um, Providence, Rhode Island, being near to Boston, it's like, hey, Joey, check out this guy. You want a cup of coffee? Kind of like talking like that. So, <laughs> all peoples speak differently and I think that's what makes things interesting so even rappers right Jay Electronica Jay-Z Kanye etc right the reason why their raps are so great is essentially poetry you could kind of you know transform and kind of fuck with the English language so you could even say, like even Eminem said something like you know some inter old interview from the 90s see on YouTube it's like you know People think that you can't rhyme the word orange. So you don't say orange, you say orange, oranges, syringes, bridges. And you kind of twist and turn the words and you kind of morph them in different ways. This is why I think that poetry is so fun. It's kind of infinite is that you take, you like, I forget who said it's like, if I was stuck in a desert island, it was one book I would take is the dictionary the thesaurus because there's like a trillion words you could kind of play with and uh, consider. So like even one of my favorite rap lyrics lines from best friend Jay-Z is like, on the contrary, I packed the Mac Millie. The, on the contrary, on the contrary, Mac Millie is like a little machine gun, right? Or, um, or like Kanye, right? It's like, I promise I'm so self-conscious you won't see me outside with at least one of my watches. Conscious, watch it. Like, you could kind of slur the words together and actually it becomes much more artistic. Even our best friend, uh, the rapper Future, right? Me and Cindy were actually considering naming Seneca Future instead. Um, is that the whole, kind of like mumbling rap, it's seen as bad taste. I think it's a, a great innovation because it teaches you that in fact, language is fluid and actually maybe it's not even the words themselves which are important, but it's rather the gist or the feeling or the, the mood, right? So like even a lot of new Kanye's Donda 2 album, I think it's co-produced with Future. Kanye's doing a lot more of the mumbling rap too. And I think it's super innovative to harness any sort of technique and use it in your favor is going to be very advantageous to your creative spirit. So for example, even in the context, well, check out this video, in the context of photography, etc., the more you can kind of fuck with tradition and you kind of mess around with it, the better. Wow. Okay. Google Air Kim Hadong H A D O N G Creative Photography Workshop. Yo, this place is lit AF. AF stands for as that four letter word. Okay. Wow. Look at this. Man, I love it here in Hadong. I want to. It's funny, like, part of me, I'm like, I wish I could live here forever, but at the same time, nobody, nobody should live nowhere forever. Um, I think the joy in life is kind of this range of all these different experiences. 
Um, but certainly I feel much more creative here in the mountains. Even one of the best ways to be creative and to stream your creative thoughts is, you know, take a long GoPro, turn off the front LCD uh, and turn off the blinking LEDs. Ultra wide mode, 1080p, 24 FPS. Just point it towards yourself and just talk whatever random stuff comes to your, your mind. Um, the reason why I think that nature, biophilia, the love of biological things stimulates so many creative thoughts is that when you could see deep depth, like things really far away, and you could just see details in random stuff, like look at the fractal patterns here. There's like 10 quadrillion ways that you could look at this way. It stimulates our mind. Um, also, superficially here on the ground, I want to make sure not to step on any spiky, you know, stuff. So as a consequence, I'm more connected to the ground and, you know, it's better for your mind. But anyways, so, so yeah, I think, creatively speaking if you want to become more creative think more creative thoughts um essentially avoid flat areas or flatlands even as funny like people like the beach right we went to busan the other weekend the flatness of the beach is not actually really stimulating for creative thoughts it's far superior to be here in the mountain like actually my idea would be you know to buy some sort of house in crestline or Lake Arrowhead or something like that, or just Airbnb it every once in a while. Home, home ownership is for suckers. Um, and whenever you kind of need to stimulate some further creative thoughts, come to some sort of mountainside area um, where you could be super quiet with the trees and you could just kind of stream your thoughts much more. Like even the problem is when I'm in the city walking around other people, uh, I become a lot more self-conscious with my thoughts because, you know, I'm afraid of people overhearing. Oh, look at this view. Overhearing me and stuff like that. So, um, being connected to nature is good insofar much as not nature is beautiful for the sake of nature. Is that it's just like insanely in, like variegated. Like, walking around, right? Imagine if each pebble was worth a, a dollar. You would have like a hundred quadrillion different dollars. Like this is Seneca's dream because he loves you know picking up rocks and throwing them into bodies of water. Also, the fun thing with elevation is with elevation, it's kind of like life becomes more like a video game. Like imagine like a Ocarina in Time Legend of Zelda kind of video game. And so any world in life where you could do kind of more of this stuff, um, kind of the better. So essentially, takeaway points is you know. Give a middle finger to the tradition, become less respectful, and have the courage and the freedom to just kind of um, play around with social norms and share your thoughts with others.